Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social and economic renewal in our immediate communities and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. Alright guys, we're going to get straight into it. Why? We have, I'm already looking at the clock and I know the, the wealth of what is inside here. So I'm going to start digging it out. Today we decided to interview Apostle Mose on our 15th anniversary because it's also sometimes when you get to know why and you see beyond what you see every Sunday, what, what is behind it and what is ahead as well. So we're going to be talking about quite some powerful things this morning. Yes, about business garage, but also that concern you and your economics. So Apostle, my first question is... When you think about the church, at least growing up, when I thought about the church, the church solved spiritual issues, uh, crusades, you know, people getting born again, Bible classes, mujiji. If you don't know what mujiji is, you can ask your neighbor. But that sort of stuff. And then also social. You dealt with marriages, you know, children, parenting, that sort of thing. It was very difficult. In fact, when a church started getting involved in economics, at least talking about it, you are getting spoiled. Yeah. You're getting spoiled, you're getting into the world, you're getting money-minded because, you know, poverty seemed to be something that also is equal to humility, ETC. Mm. So, um, for you to come along and suddenly Worship Harvest has been this church that is at the forefront of the economic engine, like talking about the economy, the economy, economics, participating, straightforward financial growth, business garage, you know, and, and it's not only business garage is one of the things that we're going to talk about a lot of stuff that has happened, but there was Harvest Business Forum, Harvest, there's Harvest Finance, Business Garage, School of Practical Business. The question... And now Harvest Multipurpose Cooperative. Now Harvest Multipurpose Cooperative, which is growing fast and furious. Yeah, yeah. And so... But before even that, there was Harvest Investment Club, Harvest, I mean, there's, oh, there's been, a, from the beginning, there's been this whole drive towards the economy. Yeah. And yet I'm sure you grew up in the church I'm describing, you are probably a part of that same story. So why, the, 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 why are we so interested and invested in businesses as a ministry in the economy and, and in that, even our, even our dream is, has to do with economic renewal, is part of the dream. So why? Why? Wow. Why dare to go into the place that is a bit sometimes not understood by the church? May the grace of our Lord, of our Jesus, Lord Jesus Christ. The service is over. <laughs> well, I'll start at one of the verses that completely changed my life yeah. in the Bible. is Galatians 3.8. You can tap me like this in the middle of the night and it will come out. Uh, and the scripture first thing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith. Mm -hmm. Preached the gospel to Abraham beforehand, saying, He knew all the nations would be blessed. blessed. Okay, shall be blessed. Mm -hmm. That is the gospel mm -hmm. that God preached, preached to Abraham. Mm -hmm. Gospel is almost too good to be true news. Like if they come and told you that one of those big buildings on Kampala Road, the title is now in your name. Hey, it's about to happen. Yeah, that's uh, almost downtown. too good to be true news. <laughs> so, when uh, God comes to Abraham and says, here is the almost too good to be true news. He knew all the nations shall be blessed. blessed. And then he says in verse 
verse 9. So those who have faith are blessed with believing Abraham. Abraham. So if you have faith, you are blessed the same way Abraham is blessed. blessed. And then there is many, many other deep stuff there in Galatians 3. But verse 29 Mm. is the clincher Mm. where he says that, and if you are Christ's, in other words, if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed or descendant or child or daughter or son and heirs according to the promise. That's why we sing, Father Abraham had many sons. I am one of them. And so are you. So So let us (laughs) praise the Lord. Father Abraham. So, Father Abraham, we all who are believers, we know by, by the scriptures that we are Abraham's children. And that's through Christ. Because the very first verse in the New Testament says that the book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, uh-huh. the son of David, the uh-huh. son of Abraham. Abraham. So our roots are really in Abraham. Mm. Whether that's through Jesus, uh, uh, for those of us who believe, or our other brethren who it's direct, the uh, Israelites. So we are children of Abraham. And for me, I was content with that. Abraham was the man of faith. They talk about him in you know, like if you type Abraham in your Bible search, the name is going to come up everywhere. Mm-hmm. So, Abraham, 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 Abraham. Mm-hmm. We are ch- so, the man of faith. God, he was considered righteous by faith. Mm-hmm. It is so, all of that is incredibly wonderful mm-hmm. until you realize what was Abraham's profession. Uh-oh. That's the thing that completely knocked me out when I found that out this year. Mm. Was Abraham a doctor? No, sir. Was Abraham a reverend? No, sir. Was Abraham a priest? No, sir. Was Abraham a pastor? Manange, no. Was Abraham... Uh, wh- wh- what was Abraham's profession? If, if you were to go for a meeting and people are uh, introducing themselves, what would we say? My name is Abraham and I am a businessman. Businessman. Yes. He had lots of possessions. That is the game changer. Yes. Abraham was a businessman. When God wanted to start changing the story of humanity and to start thinking, I'm going to send my son to die for everyone, through which lineage should I bring? Wow. He picked a businessman. Wow. Now, that is amazing. It now, is. you can argue with that, but unfortunately, it's in the Bible. <laughs> it's yeah. true. Abraham wasn't a pastor. He was a friend of God, but he was a businessman. Abraham was into business. Wow. He was a man who possessed flocks of, of cattle, you know, camels, mm. sheep. That was his business. Mm. And his son Isaac, mm. that was his business. Yes. His son Jacob, yes. that was his business. Yes, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> you get it. Yes. So these were the men of God of old, the patriarchs, <laughs> were businessmen. They were. I can even scratch you more if you dare me by taking you all the way to the Garden of Eden. What was Adam's profession? He was a businessman. He had to tend the garden. He had to increase. Yeah, Adam wasn't preaching. <laughs> yeah, Adam wasn't preaching. Adam wasn't trying. No, Adam was 
doing business. Mm. He was finding, he was given a task of extending the kingdom. Yes. Whatever God had created and told him, take it all over the world. Yes. So that's why business exists and that's why oh, almost everyone in the world is a business person whether they know it or not. Oh. Yeah, almost everyone in the world is a business person whether they know it or not. Yeah. Because as long as you're an economic operator, you're a business person. Mm. Even a person who has a job is a business person. Yes. They just may not know it. Yes. But you are a business person. You are lending your skills to a business and being compensated for that, what yes. you are lending. Wow. So you're in business. You're in business. Mm. Daniel Lapin says a business is a person or group of people that have customers. Bus. <laughs> if you're employed, you have a customer. Your customer is your boss. They yes. are your leading customer. Yes but you are in business. So, let me not push it any further. I hope that clarifies. Wow. So, if Abraham <laughs> was a businessman mm -hmm. and through him all the nations would be blessed, mm. I don't see how you're going to start accomplishing that without business. Mm. That's why for our Jewish brethren who directly tap into that line without faith, the thing that this, that separates that sets them apart distinctively in terms of the thing that they are better than everyone. Yes. Art is business. Business, yeah. too much. That's the thing. It's like if you're Jewish, you're going to know how to do business. Well, yes. You just have to like almost try and you start succeeding <laughs> because that's the thing of Abraham. He was a businessman. God blessed him that way. And so through him, all the nations will be blessed. So uh -huh. for those of us who are in Christ, we are children of Abraham by faith. faith. And the whole point is that the, the blessing which he talks about through you, all the nations be blessed is yes. eternal life mm -hmm. through Christ. Mm -hmm. So the purpose of business uh -huh. for those who are followers of Jesus mm -hmm. is to extend eternal life or wow, the wow, gospel wow, to the rest of the world. Wow, wow. So when you're not succeeding in business mm. as a believer you are also frustrating the speed of the gospel that's why there are other places which I will not talk about mm. where the people who succeed in business they build houses of worship for those other places yes. all by themselves yeah while here people are trained to give 1000 shillings in Ooh. the offering over there families book and say the house of worship of this village, it is our family oh, which will build it. That's why you find them along the road, every one kilometer. Because even whether there are people there or not. Yes. Because for them, that's the ultimate honor of succeeding in business is to build a house of worship wow. for their God. Wow. And I will not clarify whether their God is our God. But <laughs> so if you are a Christian businessman or woman, yes, sir. your ultimate vision is to extend the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Wow. And the most effective way to extend the gospel is planting churches. So that's it. Wow. I told you. Um, so, Apostle, before my, I think I'm about to have one more question after this one. But before that question, 
you talked about the purpose of business being eternal life and, and the ultimate vision of a business, kingdom business person is to yeah. extend the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. There's something you've spoken about today before uh, that I feel today would be also maybe an eye-opener because I had never thought about it. Um, but if you could lean into how the gospel came to Uganda yeah. and to Africa and how it, we needed economics to be working because sometimes people, we believe as Christians that it, prayer should be enough. This whole thing of money, me, I don't want to be involved in money, but I want to extend the gospel at the same time. How does it become a hindrance when there is no money, resources, yeah, resources financially, and how does it become an advantage for the church when we, are, we have the financial resource in regard to the, the gospel and eternal value? First of all, most people don't know that uh, the beginnings of the gospel in Uganda begin with a deserter a British military deserter who had run away from the war in America. Wow. Called Henry Morton Stanley. <laughs> he was headed south through Egypt looking for David Livingstone. Oh, wow. Uh, now, these were not altogether righteous men. They were not the kind of guys you would want to find at night. <laughs> <laughs> these were guys who are going through the jungle, guns, everything, like I'm looking for Livingstone. I don't know why I was looking for Livingstone. It must have been God's divine order. Mm. So while he's moving south, he lands on the kingdom of Uganda and he goes to the Kabaka's palace. Mm -hmm. Kabaka Mutesa I. Mm -hmm. So he finds Mutesa I and he finds that Mutesa has already embraced a certain religion mm. and is starting to go deeper into that religion, but he hadn't gone all the way. Mm -hmm. So he's, he listens to him and starts telling him about Christianity. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, by the way, uh, this is the God I worship, what, what. You know, like, guys who are, those days if you were Christian, it was deep enough to, whether you have ever walked forward for, at a, mm. a crusade, <laughs> it was deep enough for someone to tell others. Yes. So Mutesa listens to this guy, what, what. The, he stays around long enough to convince him wow. to write a letter which was put in the London Telegram in, uh, I don't know, that was 18-something. 18 18 it's a long time ago. And it was because of that letter written by Mutesa, which this guy took and published in the London Telegram, that the Church Missionary Society organized the first band of missionaries. Wow. I think there were eight of them to come to Uganda and start Christian mission. Wow. Of those guys, I think only one of them was a... No, none of them was a... Maybe one of them was a priest. All the others were professionals, business people. Uh, guys like Mackay. Alexander Mackay was an engineer. Wow. Uh, there was a guy who was a doctor. There were education guys. I think there were like eight or ten. And if you remember the story in School of Ministry, mm -hmm. how they left the UK saying bye to their families <laughs> knowing they will never see them again. again. Ever. So they come all the way to Mombasa and they start the journey inwards. Now the journey inwards, they broke up into bands of two because yes. they didn't, they were not sure who will make it to Uganda and, and who, who will not. not. Who will be eaten by animals, who will be killed by the natives. So they couldn't come together as one group because it was too risky for the mission. Mm. So they divided themselves and in, indeed some of them never made, it, mm. never made it to Kampala from Mombasa. Mm. All these were business people. They were people, were professionals, engineers, what? Those are the people they sent here wow. to start the mission. That's why 
those churches, the yes. earlier churches, they, they, they were able to get into the whole fabric of society yes. because they engaged education, uh, yes. social projects, yeah. etc. They were there to help the people. Yes. And they've done a good job. Mm. And then came the Balokole. And it's like, all we know is to make noise. Mm. It's like Rick Warren said that it might seem like uh, saved Christians in the whole body of Christ, we are the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> that's so bad we are the mouth like can't we do anything else it's so, changing so, yeah, so we have to change that narrative yes. and really it's the misunderstanding that God is into certain parts of our lives and not others yes. which is not a biblical narrative mm. the Bible doesn't re restrict God to a day of the week a part of your life, mm. a certain building. Mm. No. Mm. God is everywhere and should be everywhere in yes. our lives. Abraham didn't have a church to go to. Whoa. He didn't have a special day to worship God. <laughs> Am I making sense? Yes, sir. Yeah, he did not. Mm. For him, God was, yeah. And moreover, he tithed, he gave, but where did he do that? So, wow. the, the, you have to be thinking about all these things. So that we need to disturb our, our minds yes. radically mm. enough to start changing the story. Wow. So for me, when I look at a business person like Chris Kawesa, Ariho Kamara, mm. and others, I, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing a minister of the gospel. Wow. Yeah, I'm seeing a person without whom we are stuck. Yes. Yeah. So we need to take business seriously if we are mm. going to win. Wow. Uh, in, in terms of the gospel, yeah. You heard that we need to take business seriously if we are going to win. And I think another thing I'm hearing is you said earlier that all of us are engaged in business. We are all providing a service, whether you're employed or you employ someone. And, and understanding that, that God is a part of that changes how you work, how you present yourself, your levels of excellence, and gives you an opportunity to represent Christ and the gospel wherever you are. My, quest, my other question to you, and I think the question that people would like to know, to sort of get into your heart and mind, because as, as has been Worship Harvest, we are a movement. We're always trying out new things, figuring, we are learners, we are non-stop learners. And Business Garage was one of those things that was born out of learning experiences. But out of curiosity, what do you see? What is in your heart when you look at, yes, there's been so many great stories. I think that Worship Harvest is the church where if you touch anyone, they are probably calling themselves a business person in some form or way, which is yeah. wonderful. And so, but what do you see? What's in your heart when you think about the next five years? How do we, you've talked about them being critical. How do we multiply? How do we make this thing bigger and more powerful? Where do you see the church and business, especially transformational businesses? How do you see us winning in the next five years? What are you seeing? What's in your heart? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Let me take you back a little bit yes. because you hinted on something there. You know, in the New Testament, the way the gospel spread yeah. very fast, uh, when people read the New Testament, they always think it was people like Paul who were, who were advancing the gospel only. No, those were just catalysts. Yes. The real advancement of the gospel was house to house, what they call the oikos. Yes. Now, the oikos, the houses those days, it wasn't father, mother, two kids mm -hmm. as it is now. It was extended families living together. together. 
That's why some guy had a house where there was an upper room that could take 120 people mm. where the Holy Spirit came. Mm. So we, people lived together. In fact, in some communities up to today, like in India and others, they still live together. Grandfather, yes. different uncles and all their families, they all live in this big mansion mm. and they all run one account, yep. one money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you can't just go withdraw money. Your grandfather will find oh, out. Wait. But no, 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 no. Yeah, seriously. Okay, That's why yes. they're making advancement it's and for us we are wasting money buying, <laughs> buying toys. So, <laughs> wow. so, so that's how they lived. So the way the, the gospel moved was mm. from house to, house to house. When one house received the gospel, mm. house of Cornelius, mm -hmm. house of the Philippian jailer, mm -hmm. house of the guy who hosted the 120. Mm. So then because they didn't go to work, mm -hmm. the household was also the center of economics. Wow. Every household was involved in a specific wow. economic activity, activity for which they were known. So when other houses needed that particular service or good, they would come to that house. Mm. So they had house-to-house -house interaction. Mm. So that's how they spread the gospel. Wow. Now, in order for, for those houses to be successful houses, even this is the house of Yemanzi, mm -hmm. the house of Kawesa, mm. house of Manji. <laughs> Yemanzi is good, please. Yeah. Mm. House of, you know, all those. Yeah. Every house had an economic engine, engine mm -hmm. the, or economy. Wow. In fact, the whole word economy comes from, you see, the house was called the oikos. Okay, and then the oikos had the economic activity, the economic, yes. out of which we get the word economics. economics. So the house of Mikisa cannot be a house of Mikisa if there is no economic activity wow. that is attached to my house. Wow. Am I making sense? Yes. So every house was defined by the major economic activity of that house. The house of Bill Gates is well known because of a certain economic activity. That's right. The house of Zuckerberg is known because of a certain economic yeah, activity. That's right. The house of Kamara is known because of... Hey. Now, you, your... When they say your house name, what hey. do people think Prayer economically? So, so the point is, you cannot succeed with the gospel if you don't... You can't succeed with the Oikos house to house development if you don't succeed with the economic oh, part of it. That's true. So every house is driven by a certain economic activity. Yes. Okay. Mm. So for me, because I'm, I'm a preacher, most of my needs are taken care of by God, but I also run uh, uh, an economy in business development. Yes. It was architecture at first, but then it was too time consuming, so mm. I couldn't sustain it. Mm. So I switched to something that was close to what I already do in terms of church leadership, yes. which is uh, coaching, you know, human People capital development, development really. Mm. So, how did we get here? Um, economics. economics. So the thing is, don't, don't be disengaged economically. Yes. Yeah, don't be too holy to be disengaged economically. Wow. It doesn't help. <laughs> the other day they were awarding Pastor Robert Kayanja and Jessica Kayanja an award for being one of the best farmers. Yeah. 
they have huge huge they love farms with lots of sheep sheep yeah sheep cattle mm. what they excellent farmers but they also excellent church leaders yes. in our nation yes. but you know when people see them on tv they probably only, only. think they are preachers of course. they don't know that they are also uh, they run serious economic engines that help them do whatever they need to do wow i don't know if i'm making sense totally so that's how you should be thinking now next 5 years mm. the next 5 years everyone has said and mm. have joined them in saying they are going to be pivotal yes like if if like the last 15 years actually i feel like the last 5 years we've been walking mm. maybe <laughs> the first 10 years we were crawling yes maybe we we've, we've run Mm. But I feel like these next five years, it's going to be running. <laughs> it's going to be running. Mm. The, the stuff is going to happen in the next five years. That's going to make what we did in the first fifteen years look like <laughs> child's play. Wow! Here at Worship Harvest. Mm. Now I totally believe that that's the same for every person mm-hmm. who is attached to this house. Absolutely. And they understand what is going on. Mm-hmm. There is going to be acceleration. acceleration. Now, for that to happen, there has to be a bigness of vision. Mm-hmm. You, you get? Yes. My conviction right now is that the biggest undoing to our current business environment as worship harvest business people. Now, I will not talk about Uganda. Mm-hmm. What? Let's forget mm-hmm. everyone. <laughs> I'm talking about the people in this house. Yes, sir. Is to hold their business like this. Mm-hmm. I can't my business mm. <laughs> very close playing the cards very close mm. to the chest mm. you see if you can control it mm-hmm. it's too small Ooh. if you can control it it's too small i'm believing god to bring up 10 business people yeah 10 who will get to uncontrollable levels wow. of you you reorganize your business mm. to the point where you will automatically fail if the people are not faithful wow you will automatically fail you see i used to be a control freak <laughs> i needed to see everything on a screen <laughs> and then we started multiplying yes now today i don't know how many hosting centers are being opened <laughs> I don't know like I don't know. Yes. Every every week mission committees are born. I yes. don't know. I just get to be told there were more mission committees mm. born. Mm. You you see if you are still interested in your thing you lose it. <laughs> yeah. If you die to yourself and you plant that business in the ground and die to these small ideas of Moze and Ari and the sons and sons and daughters <laughs> corporation you will see you will see life wow. i'm daring people mm. today mm. this is a prophetic word mm. try it wow lose it give it away mm. the sower sows you see the seeds that are in your seed pouch mm. can't create a forest it's true Yeah, but they are nice to look at. Mm. Yeah, but if you want the forest, you have to throw them away and even no no, will they germinate or not? Mm. 
you like you have to lose it. You have to lose it. For this ministry to grow and expand, I had to lose certain things. I have to be like, yeah, I, I have to want you to grow and expand. Mm. Then you have to want other people to grow and expand. That's yes. what's making worship harvest what it is. If it was all about me, what, eh, eh, sit here. No, it doesn't work. Now, most of us are running our businesses on the principle of sit here. I need to see you. Where? No, you need to have people working in places where you don't even hear from them. But you trust that they are delivering. Mm. Now, how do those people do that? Mm. They have to be... <laughs> you see, the beautiful thing with the church is no one owns it. So it's easy for us to stop. True. <laughs> but that's the same thing that you should do with business. First, consider that the business is not yours. You see, mm. the, your biggest problem is you think you own a business. Okay, you, you own it. Mm. Okay, let's see. Keep it. You must first disown the business. Wow. Consider yourself a privileged servant mm. to have been picked by God to be the one to start that business. Mm. And then say, God, here is your business. What do you want? Am I making sense? You are. Just it's a hard teaching. We must. That, that, that unless a seed falls to the ground and, and dies. Is. It abides but alone. There's a reason your business is still in your briefcase, even though we no longer use briefcases. There's a reason people are still carrying around briefcase businesses when we no longer use briefcases. Why? You want The seed is still with me. Mm. It's my business. No, 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 no. Look, you can't die doing that kind of stuff. <laughs> Let's do something. Hey! Do you know I'm convinced that one person here mm. can start one business mm. which can employ every single person in worship harvest without anyone else starting any other business and make them ten times wealthier than they, than they are? Just one business. Okay. Yeah. It's possible. Because there are only 7,000 people in worship harvest. Mm. There are many businesses that employ 20, 30, 40,000 people. It's true. So it's a matter of how the business is framed. Wow. Grace was here the other day. Mm. What did he have to do in order for the business not to die? He had to give it up. He had to let go. So let go and start multiplying your business. Wow. That's the thing I would say. Hey, is it response time? Let go <laughs> and let the business start multiplying. Wow. Give it away. Bring other people in. Tell people, here's opportunity. Do you want a portion of it? Those who prove themselves faithful. Mm. Don't just go around throwing pearls to swine. <laughs> there are people who have proven themselves faithful. Mm. Let them become a part, a part. Of, of what you're doing and grow and expand. So I hope, I don't know, I, I feel like there's a lot in my heart. I'm, I'm wondering if I'm using the right language to frame it. I think you are. What I'm saying is mm. there are possibilities mm. you have not even imagined, imagined. yet. Mm. And they are available to you. And all you need to do is to say, hey, will I die with this small business here making my 10, 20 million a month? Or do I want... Okay, yeah. I found uh, better found language it. for it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
So you can either do business in, out, mm. or out, in. Mm -hmm. In, out is, oh, I want to do a business. Mm -hmm. Mr. Kawesa has joined us so they can bring Mr. him in the West picture. Sir. And we say, because he runs Doug and Bragan, mm. ah, I want to do business. I want to exterminate <laughs> cockroaches. And all their friends. And all their relatives. Yeah. So you got around doing that. Huh? Mm. And then you're making some money. Mm. Some car money. Mm. Good car money. Mm. You have you have money, you can take care of your bills, your kids are okay, your gene is okay, so you're happy. Mm. Now, that's good, but that, that's terrible. That's so bad. That's lousy. Yeah, when the end game of business is something in the bank, you've already lost the plot. Yeah. The approach, in my opinion, should be mosquitoes are biting people. <laughs> hmm? Cockroaches are disturbing people. Munyera is eating people's sugar. What can I do? What can I do? What is within my power and how will I push myself to every possible limit method and leaving no stone unturned to make sure that people don't suffer with these things? Wow. And then you start going about it that way. From the other side mm. in. How do I help people? How did Bill Gates become rich? He just thought, look, computers are too complicated. People can't understand them. We have to find a way of making sure that even people who are not too intelligent can use a computer. Mm -hmm. And he found a way. It's called Windows. Yes. He has so much money, he doesn't know what to do with it. Yes. He has a whole um, organization employing 2,000 people to help him give away his, his money. money. Mm. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. When you approach it like that and you say, what haven't I done yet to, to help more people get rid of cockroaches and mosquitoes? Wow. And then you find that one of those things could be, instead of me owning, how can I help someone else to own? So, because the end game is, how do we help people get rid of it? It's not about how much money comes to me. Yeah. Wow. As long as it's about how much money comes to me, you can't accomplish the vision. Ooh. It's about how, whatever it is God has called you to, mm. how do we like wipe out the possibility of people continuing to suffer with those. And then you leave no method unused, unused to do that. And when you do that, it doesn't, you know, even God will bring the money to you. You'll just be down saying, God, it's too much. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. Okay. Wow. Mr. Chris Kawesa, the leader of the pastor of business here at worship, our business pastor. Oh. My God, Mukamawafe, we are so happy smart. to see you. He's looking sharp today. Mm. Yeah, I had, you ha I had to dress up. Yeah, to, 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 match, to match the so, surge. Yeah. Okay, yeah. over to you, sir. <laughs> Quite evident, guys. Thank you very much, Apostle. I hope you don't send me a bill for what you just said. Because <laughs> that's a consultancy right there. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. Again, I've always told you that uh, I know you love God, but the only way you can evidence that is by your love for people. Mm. Now, you want everyone to succeed. <laughs> yeah? You want people's problems to be solved. And that's very rare. So thank you so much. We can never thank you for loving people and wanting people to succeed. Mm. Yeah? Mm. And the things you're speaking here, you've done. Mm. You're not speaking from the sky. You've not read the book. You have done these things. You've <laughs> given away uh, authority, responsibility, and people are thriving because of that. So thank you very much. No wonder there's a lot of growth in this ministry. Now, as you're speaking, first of all, the thing of uh, God using business people 
Uh, I also got to learn that recently mm-hmm. through your teaching. It was amazing. Even the guys Jesus chose, they're all doing business. Fishing yes. was a serious yeah. business. It's a serious business today. And those guys were fishing. It's very interesting. You never chose a priest no. to be one Fari- of the apostles. Yeah. 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 So there's a, there's a sense that business people need to understand this thing that we are called for a higher purpose than profit, than money. Of course, profit is there, but the whole point is the revelation that there's a lot more to what you see and which comes to the gospel. Profit is a necessity to keep you in the game. Exactly. Mm. But once you are able to stay in the game, that it's a, a much Not bigger picture. Than, yeah. So, so we, that, that revelation that uh, the reason you're doing business is far from what you see. It's like an eternal thing. You can never, never out, outgrow it if you nail it. Yeah? So thanks a lot for that. Uh, also, as you are speaking, uh, the thing that we need to take business seriously if we are going to win. And like, you know, we need, our, our mindset has always been start from feed my family, ETC, and, and to move on from that to a higher purpose. And then we need to start thinking big because the things you're talking about is really big time thinking. And I hope that's where our businesses can go eventually as uh, harvest business uh, people. We need to be thinking bigger than what we are. Uh, It's difficult to bless someone when you're broke. (laughs) So sometimes we catapult the gospel in terms of read the Bible and the faith, which is very important. But even the movement of the gospel requires finances. Absolutely. Like you said, I mean, the history you are telling us about how the missionaries came here. Someone had to pay the bill yep, yep. for us to receive and we sometimes forget it that that's the reason why we exist. That's why people can preach. That's why you have Bibles. Sometimes you go to hotels and find free Bibles. Someone's mm. paying for that. Hmm. So we need to be the ones to do that. Mm. Yeah, it's actually high time for us to send the gospel back to where it came from yes. because it has lost they track now. Yeah, they need it more than we do. Now, there's something that, as, as a question, as, as we close, uh, is that there's a thing that we, maybe let me talk about Africa, this poverty thing, yeah? And it's not a thing that you can touch. It's a mindset, which is related to the gospel, yeah? Because, if we, because I run Doug and Bragg, and I'm thinking about myself and my family, it's a poverty mindset. And it has its roots in the gospel. It has its truth in the gospel. In can the misunderstanding tell, of the gospel. Exactly. Yeah. Can you kindly tell us about that and maybe to just push that thing of why do we need to go out of Because I can, I can want to grow big, but I still have a poverty mindset. For me to know that God has sorted that out, just as we close, share that with us. Wow. <laughs> You've thrown me curveball right there. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to bat, you know. When, they, when you have your bat ready, then the ball is coming. It's like... <laughs> Will I get it? Will I get it? Will I get it? Let me try and swing and see if I can get it. So, essentially, the reason a lot of people need, want money is it gives you a sense of, a sense of power. For sure. Yeah, it, it makes you feel powerful. And some people go as far as it makes you control other people. Mm. So you start, you feel like now you, can, you have power over other people. Now, when you're in Christ, eh? mm. and he says the glory you gave me, I have given to them. To you understand them. that you don't need any of that. Yeah, like for me, whether you call me Apostle Mose, Brother Mose, 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 look, it changes nothing. Thanks for the ideas. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Because I know who I am. Yes. You see, people are trying to use money to fill up a hole that money can't fill. Mm. 
No, it's funny, that hole, like, the more money you put into it, the bigger it becomes. Yes. So, so you are there, you have packed six, six cars in your compound, they have to be washed. Oh, Lord. They have to be maintained. But right over the wall, people are fighting to have a meal. And you don't know that the thing that's going to give you the greatest joy oh. is to take food across the wall, oh. not to buy another car. You, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So, the, if, if, if we can crack that cord, mm. we will be very happy people with money. Yes. Because there is nothing to prove that the more money you have, the more joyful you are. No. It's usually the opposite. Mm -hmm. And yet, it can work in such a way that you can have money and be joyful and live a successful life, advance the gospel, etc. So, uh, the, the poverty mentality, like you're saying, it's rooted in not understanding the gospel. Yeah. In not understanding that we are already kings and priests. Yes. You know, every king, the, uh, you know, good kings are the ones who use the resources they've been given for the benefit of their communities. Absolutely. Yeah. You went into Magere, built a house there, and changed the story of that place. You and Julius Kapugo, we are very proud of you. Yeah. You just didn't settle in the community and, and build higher walls, more whatever. No. You brought in those young men. They came to your home. Like, they couldn't believe, like, who, who can allow us to get into their house? Because everyone's like, don't allow these community boys into your house because now they are going to see what they should come and steal. <laughs> For you, you brought them in. They couldn't believe it. You ate food with them. They couldn't believe it. Now they are the ones changing their community. Now they are the ones taking that hope. They are like, yes, there is hope. Yes. But you know, you have to have a completely different understanding of the gospel to do that. So when your whole understanding of the gospel is, is, is no, is, is uh, our Father thou, uh, in heaven, mm. hallowed be your name. Mm. Mayest thou ex... <laughs> what? What? Mayest thou evacuate us from this wretched earth and take us to the place whence thou art. We have to understand that the purpose of the gospel is not to evacuate us into heaven. The purpose of the gospel is to bring heaven to earth where we are. And for that to happen, you need financial resources, but not just financial resources, you need sustainable economic engines. Because it doesn't matter how much money you make. If you keep giving it away, it eventually it gets finished. And even the people you're giving it to, they will eventually be completely disempowered. So I, I, I think it's more powerful to give a job than money. Yeah. Yes. yeah, it's more powerful to give a job than a handout. Yes. So a business person who creates jobs is doing a lot more good than CSR. Wow. Wow. Am I making sense? Yeah. Yeah, because when you give someone CSR a handout, they are still not engaged in the economy. They are just eating your fish and they will be hungry tomorrow. Mm. But if you give them a job, then you have connected them to the economic system. Yes. Now they are empowered. Mm. Now they can save. Now they can send some money to the village. Mm. It is, and then, so that, that's how we are going to change our country. Wow. Yeah. Wow. wow. <laughs> you guys. What, what so much wisdom today you know we've had a word on this house this year that a little one 
shall become a thousand and a small one, a strong nation, I, the Lord, will hasten it in its time. And I think God is giving us very clear principles on how to multiply, how to dominate, how to impact the world because he's given us the power to make wealth that he may establish his covenant, that he may bring back dignity to people and connect them back to him as their father. And engaging in wealth creation and kingdom business is one of the most powerful keys to bringing the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ here on earth. Why don't you help me appreciate Apostle Mose this morning for so much wisdom. This is one of those interviews you're going to want to go back and watch and understand because there are some things which I'm sure went over a little bit because there was a lot being said. But to go in, receive and walk away with some, what one thing, for me I'm one of the people that he was talking about with our small businesses that have to do something about it. You are, and it's not going to expand while I'm holding it like that and not doing something to let go and expand and go to the next level. So I know all of us have something to do. But if you're watching us today and you've never made a decision to connect with this God who is at the heart of everything we are talking about, our Lord Jesus Christ, he desires relationship with you. And today we would like to give you an opportunity to make him your Lord and your Savior. So if you're there today, here in the room, watching us online, in those rooms where you are, and you've never made Jesus Lord of your life. And today you're saying, you know what? I want to connect with that God you're talking about who cares about people and who wants to prosper me. Why don't you just put your hand up where you are? You don't need to have audience. God is with you. Just put your hand up and repeat this simple prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, today I come to you. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for loving me. Today I am born again. Take my life and do something significant with it. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. If you prayed that simple prayer, you are born again and there's a party in heaven right now. But we want to also celebrate with you and walk with you. And there's a number running on your screen right now, 775 There's a pastor at the end of that line waiting to connect with you and give you resources and help you understand what has happened. Please send us a message. Let us know today during Business Garage, I made a decision to follow Jesus. And of course, join us again next Sunday, 7.30 a.m. right here on all our social media platforms. But get what? You can also go to here live, Worship Harvest Nalia. You can come and meet the guests, connect with other business people. There's even a business lounge. Hey, you'll be there. Come and join us. And, and let's connect as people who are, you know, passionate about business. But we'll see you again next week, same time. And of course, today, join us at all our Worship Harvest locations, hosting centers, online platforms for a serious celebration of our 15 years of Worship Harvest ministries and God's goodness across the, the country and beyond and the world. So join us at 9 a.m. and 11, 15 a.m. Please, as much as is possible, come physically to the locations. There's even cake cutting. We'll see you then. Yes, there's cake, there's what? It's beautiful. Please come and join us as we celebrate the things that God has done. Thank you again. We'll see you again next time or later. God bless. Of a new generation. 
Thank you for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.